It is a special Friday edition of Pin It Deep since kickoff is so early at the Grove. We know a lot of you are going. We wanted to give you guys a treat, give you guys the entire Friday night, Saturday morning, whatever, to listen to our podcast. A huge top 15 showdown in Oxford. Kentucky travels down to take on Ole Miss. We get into all of that. Obviously, big dogs of the week. Boys do what they want to do. Men do what they have to do. I don't need to say anything more. Let's get into the show. Go! Every time so others... Mm, so Go every time so others may... Every time. Get some! Live from KS Bar and Grill, introducing Pin It Deep with Max Duffy and Miles Butler, presented by Kentucky Sports Radio. Welcome in to Pin It Deep. I'm Max Duffy, your host, former UK punter. We've got Miles Butler, the former UK kicker, and Brent Wainscott. We're in different places. Time zones, uh, even. Time zones different even. time zones. I was uh, just going to say, I know that living room. I know that living room quite well. Last time we were here, um, it was a very interesting podcast. Um, to say the least. So we're back in, well, me and Miles are back in Nashville. I'm on my way through to Oxford tomorrow. Um, Brent is in Lexington, Kentucky. Urban. Um, pardon? Urban, Kentucky this time. Oh, Urban. Urban um, Michael, Michael. Michael Urban, Kentucky. Um, we're here to talk all thing Rebels game here. I'll miss. What a fucking exciting time it is too. I'm sorry. I've already started swearing. <laughs> I was just super excited. These are the games that you actually like each year. There's probably only two or three on the schedule each year. These are the ones you look forward to where you struggle to sleep on your Friday night. You know, you, you're just so anxious for what's going to happen. There's so much build up. There's so many little subplots. You know, we've got the return of Chris Rodriguez. We've got the Rich Scangarello saying, bring it on, bring the pressure, bring the blitz. You've got Stoops trying to kind of play it down a little bit, but saying we're ready to go. Like um, Kiffin giving us all the compliments in the world, which is extremely weird from him. Uh, you've got the old old Miss players playing for us. Do they give us an insight? There's so many little subplots. Me and Miles and KSR being down in Oxford, what will we get up to? You know, those kind of things. Like there's so many different subplots. Brent, I'm actually going to start with you today. What are you looking forward to the most of all those little side stories? Um, well, you guys won't get to experience this, but right now my biggest worry is uh, ESPN cutting in halfway through the game just so we can see Aaron Judge hit his 60-second home run, which absolutely sucks. It's so unbelievable. Like, we have a top 14 matchup playing at noon, and we're going to cut away to a meaningless home run that doesn't even, like, break a record. Maybe for the Yankees, but, like, who cares? That's my first concern. Second concern, obviously, the the most exciting one is, is Chris. I mean, he's just going to be back, and it's going to be fun to watch him try to run for 100, 150, 200 yards. He's going to try to run through someone's face, and I'm excited. That's a great point you make with Aaron Judge. Um, I saw a couple of people comment about that. Surely it'll just be a quick, like, here's 30 to 45 seconds of here's the home run and we're back to the game, right? There won't be too much carry on, right? No. If Have you watched it recently? It's been like, seems like a month since he hit his last one till the 61st. And every five minutes of TV that I've watched recently, it would cut randomly. They'd even show highlights from the night before of him striking out, even though that clearly didn't matter. Okay. Over under then, let's say three minutes. How long do they go away from the game for? Uh, uh, like per uh, bat? 
You think they'll go each at bat? Yes, each oh, at yeah. bat. Yeah. They'll yeah. do each at bat, and each at bat will last like a minute and a half. Or they'll at least do split screen. It's, and it's, well, it's, I was going to say, it's 2022. Surely they can do a split screen or a little square down the bottom with Judge in it or something like that, right? Slip screen. They will <laughs> that be in the playbook. It's not like the fucking OJ chase. I mean, like, we don't need a split screen in one of the big-time games for this. Like, who cares? What if – I mean, the split screen would say this, but my question was going to be, if you had Ruffalo lined up for a game winner with three seconds left, and Aaron Judge up in the bottom of the ninth, which one do they choose? It ain't going to be the Italian, I can tell you that. Oh, that'd be tough. Also, well, Brent, because on average, football viewership's much higher than baseball. So, I mean, I would think so. I, we will rat you out. I was going to give you a pass. We literally told you before we started this when he asked you the what storyline are you looking most forward to? You cannot say Jacquez Jones facing his former team. <laughs> Any other answer is acceptable. I've moved from uh, checkers to chess on that one. I haven't got you all with that one in a while. So right. you get a call uh, strike when you least expect it. Uh, and then your Chris point, I mean, it's been done to death um, so far this week, but I mean, everyone's super excited. We're going to do a little uh, prediction of what the first play is going to be. Cause I, I think honestly, that's one of the most things I'm excited for is what is our first play going to be? Do we just hand it off? Do we go play action? Do we go play flicker? Do we just not even put him out there at the start? There's so many little options. So miles, what's the biggest, well, well not the biggest, but what's the most intriguing subplot for you? Uh, I would say this is, I mean, everybody loved the Florida game, but Florida's kind of digressed. I feel like as in who they are and they haven't not digressed declined, I guess. Uh-huh. So I think since the Tennessee loss, the South Florida close call, they haven't looked quite as good. Ole Miss has shown that they're a pretty uh, competent opponent. This will be one of the probably three. I'll give Tennessee and obviously Georgia. This game will be defining for the season. And that's why I kind of think you were talking about how exciting it was in, in one of those games that you struggled the night before to focus. Just because you know if you win this game, this will be the the where were you when Will Levis did this or where were you when Matt Ruffalo hit that kick type game. So Yeah, and I mean, as well, you always look forward to your away games, particularly the West opponent away game besides Mississippi State because you're only going to ever get to do it once in your career. Um, and some guys don't get to, obviously, well, all, everyone doesn't really get to travel to every single stadium. So this is kind of the one where it's like, this is cool. We get to go to Oxford. We get to do it. You did, did you? No, no. Uh, I thought Have you... you uh... Did you hear Stoops' comment on that this week? No. He's never been to Oxford. Correct. To which Undefeated at Oxford. He was a little bit angry, and he took like a nice little jab of, yeah, we've played Ole Miss seems like three or four times, or no, we've played Bama three or four times since I've been here, but I've yet to go play Ole Miss. I think he was more jealous that he hasn't gone to the Grove yet other than playing Bama, but it seemed like he's uh, ready for the pregame festivities as well. They've got all the stripe out and everything kind of laid out for us too. So you know that it means a big deal for them. I think the the bragging rights for this game are going to be huge because there's two programs that are about this, at similar paths. Um, obviously, Kiffin's the newer coach, but both teams are always around the eight win mark recently. Uh, both programs are kind of really fighting for that second to third spot in their conference and then really trying to push and make it make a push for Atlanta. So I think this is an ultimate little bragging rights and, and it could really impact recruiting. Like if we go down there and we get smacked, you know, Ole Miss probably have the upper hand. Hey, you know, Kentucky asks who you're going to choose. You probably choose the winner of this game, honestly. So I think there's a lot to play out in that as well. You're not just playing for the win this season, you're playing probably for a few future wins as well. Um, I'm going to, 
ask you, you guys both a question. Do we go 50? I know we did this as well, but you've had a couple more days to think about it. Are we going 50-50 run pass? Are we still, we've had a bit more time to look at it. Are we still going to air it out? Are we running it more? What are we doing? Brent, if we go 50-50 and we run 100 plays, I feel really, really, <laughs> really good about the good. outcome of the game. Uh, yeah. I'm sticking to, well, I thought we talked about what we would go. Yeah. I think, I think no, you'll yeah, see. What's the prediction for the actual game? For the game? actual what do you game? Think they do? Them or Kentucky. Kentucky. I think, coaches. I think, what's the breakdown been so far? Did we have Normally that? Normally about 65% pass, I think. I think we'll see 50 to 55% pass this week and then 45, 50 run. Brent? I think with Chris back, you'll see it come right, right back to more of the Stoops average. Right. Um, I know I know we kind of joked about it on Sunday with me saying 60-40 run, but you know, you, we talked about that tweet we saw, you know, Ole Miss is like one of the most up-tempo teams in the country and Kentucky's on uh, the bottom end for tempo and it feels like one of those games where you know, if you remember the first time Ole Miss played Stoops or uh, that Kiffin played Stoops, they they lit it up for like 38, 40, 50 points. 45, yeah. 45. So I think it's going to be one of those games where really it's going to be ball possession. Stoops really does try to run it more than he throws it. Um, I hope it doesn't get too conservative. Um, I know Will's great. I know he's getting tons of hype and uh, this week especially. But, I mean, Chris Rodriguez is back, and I feel like that's something that they're going to try to do. Um, and obviously if it doesn't work, they'll change it up. But um, Yeah, I'm with you. I think we're going to see a lot of Chris. I think that they're going to give him the respect that he's due by handing him off the ball plenty of times. Um, I think with Chris, at least they have to acknowledge the run game. Maybe with Smoke. I know I like Smoke. I like LaBelle right. But I think with those two, there's a chance that you don't really have to respect the run game as much. If Chris comes in, you've got to respect that. He's the best running back in the SEC. He's back. And then that sets up the play action and the shot game for us perfectly. Honestly, I think we're going to smoke him. We'll get to the predictions a little bit later, but I'm, I'm all in on us this week, which I'm worried about, but I am all in on us. Um, we've got two amazing – now, just like last week, last week was a little bit of a higher standard. We've got two amazing coaches this week, two of the greatest coaches in college football. We've got the greatest-looking man, followed by maybe the second in college, and the, the guy that tries to be cool versus the guy that just is cool. Um, they're both men. They both do what they have to do. This is BDWTW. I'm going to try and do this off the top of my head. BDWTWT. Nah. No. no. I've done it so many times that I thought I was a chance. BDWTWTDMDWTHTD. Boys do what they want to do. Men do what they have to do. Miles, I'll start with you. Give us your man or your boy or both. Whatever you want to do, give it to us. I've just got one man. That's This is a week, by the way, where you've got to be a man because when you get woken up, for that first alarm on the <laughs> 11 a.m. kickoff, that's when the covers want to be pulled up and the alarm wants to hit yeah, snooze. But you yeah. can't do it. Yeah, especially do it. if the covers aren't familiar to you and you're <laughs> in someone else's bed. Yeah, definitely got to wake up ready for an 11 a.m. kick. Uh, just a man this week. No boy. Wow. And I think it, it explains itself. Chris Rodriguez, the obvious story with Chris, his birthday. Yeah. Uh, right. So happy birthday, Chris Rodriguez. And engaged. Yeah, and engage. So obviously those are the big two talking points with Chris. Um, not much else for Chris for me, but happy birthday and congrats on signing into a lifetime contract of a marriage. Brent. Um, well, I've got a few boys this week. Uh obviously you two for the Twitter space 
uh, where you guys infringed on my First Amendment rights the other night. Um, but my legitimate boy of the week is LeBron James wanted to go play tight end at Ohio State. Um, that came out last week, started circulating more this week because the AD was like, we want to get you some help to do this. I think that's the dumbest thing of all time. Like you're, you're what, how old is he? Like 30, 35, 37, 38. He's older than that. Yeah. Can he still play? Yeah, he can. Cause he got yeah. dropped out of high school. Could you I'm gonna be honest? I would like to see it once or twice. I don't think I'd like to see a season of it. I'd like to see a couple downs. Well, it's fun for like a gimmick, but it also feels just like that time Tim Tebow went and played for the Jaguars. It's like, but oh, is that, this is cool. But is that not what people want to see? Like, don't people want to see LeBron get his ass? Like, I know I'm a LeBron fan, but lots of I people want to see him get his ass kicked, right? So, like, a lot of people would be like, let's do it, because when he looks terrible and can't even start for Ohio State, he thinks he's going to go and dominate. Like, this could be unbelievably funny to see some 18-year-old put their helmet straight into LeBron's ribs. But also, uh, on the other side of that, what would it be like, though, if LeBron goes and has, like, this amazing short, like, nine-year career in the NFL, plays until he's, like, you know, 50, and then he just is the greatest dual, dual athlete of all time? Can you imagine the photo of LeBron if he won the Heisman? <laughs> that would be an all-time photo. Imagine uh, adding that to the trophy case, though. Yeah, you think that one would mean more than the NBA Finals MVP? Ooh. Uh, it depends. Does he have six or not by this time? No. I mean, you know, like Ryan Day's doing the like, ha ha, is he actually joking or serious? Because we yeah. definitely would take yeah, him. We, yeah. yeah, we, we would throw, definitely take him. We'll throw yeah. a jump ball to LeBron for sure. Now, the tough part of getting LeBron would be you'd have trouble getting the right funding for an NIL deal for him. Because yeah. I can't imagine a quick 10K to his, his bank account is going to really entice him for anything. Well, you got to imagine too. He's going to be a walk-on. You would like. What's the? You know, at the the award ceremony every year they give, or maybe this is at the Catsby's. I think it's at Catsby's. Which, for those of you that don't know, they do like uh, basically the ESPYS, but for UK athletics every year, and it's like really nice event. One of the awards is best athlete that started off as a walk-on. LeBron would win that award before he even played it down at Ohio State. Imagine the conversation, though. Ryan Day calls him up and says, hey, man, we're thinking of uh, bringing you on. He's like, well, look, I've talked to my family. I'm going to need a scholarship because I'm going to need to be helped out. I really can't afford, you know, accommodation, all those kind of things. So if it's going to be a walk-on, I'm going to have to go somewhere else. But does he also end up doing like he does in the league right now, just start sending guys to the transfer portals, bringing in guys? <laughs> yeah. He's, got, He's like, the GM. Yeah. Um, I'll do my boy, and then we'll get to the men. Because um, do you have a man, Brent? Uh, no, no men this week. Okay, well, I'll do my two then. Is that is that all you've got? Yeah, take 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 one for me. I've got the ultimate boy of the week, Pat McAfee. What a fucking loser! Oh wow, um, just an absolute disgrace. Try think that you think if you were nominated for Hall of Fame and all the other plaudits that he's been given. You'd know even the slightest thing about punting. Knows absolutely nothing. Thinks that kicking it into someone's ass is okay. One of the most disgraceful... He says he's for the brand. If you're for the brand, then back your punters in and use some athleticism and act like they're actually athletes and go around the guy or move and not be a robot. What are you talking about that's okay to kick it into his ass? Show us some respect. For, that's not for the brand. That's basically saying the brand fucking sucks. So, Pat, you're a boy. The other boy... And I've got no men this week because I'm fired up. <laughs> this is a boy, Will Levis and Adam Brenneman. You can't tell no. me 
that you want to do Adam Brenneman's podcast over this one. How much did he pay you, Will? Come on the podcast. Give us some honest answers. Adam Brenneman, he's the, I watched 30 seconds and almost threw my laptop in the river. <laughs> the worst fucking podcast I've ever heard in my life. It is was a disgrace. He's got all the like little ad- advertising things and all these little graphics and videos in between and all the fancy gear. Yeah, but he can't fucking speak. <laughs> so who gives a shit? Adam Brenneman, worst podcaster I've ever seen. And Will actually jumped on his podcast over ours. Uh, two absolute boys. Probably the biggest boy week of all time. Lucky UK is going to be men on Saturday because I'm sick of boys at the moment. I get that the three boys you just mentioned may have all dated your girlfriend after you, and that's why there's a little bit of anger. But, wow, I mean, the steam is rolling off of him, Brent. I I can't believe he just worked himself into a shoot there. I, I didn't think that was going to happen. I know he's been frustrated. I never thought he would come out and say that, but that's cool. And also – I, I do like Pat McAfee, though. I think he lives a pretty cool life. I mean, uh, yeah, he, it's nothing to do with the fact he has Aaron Rodgers on his show every Tuesday. The trouble with Pat, and I'll ask you this. He does you everything. Can't, you can't win with him. No, because he has such a big Because he's got the big following. Yeah. He has the big show. Yeah. And, and he did play in the NFL. And, and he has the advantage of no one in America knows anything about special teams. So they just think he's the expert when he is not. Correct. So you can't win because you ask. It's like. It's like me having a debate. I'm a rocket scientist and Miles is a rocket scientist and we have a debate and Miles has 2 million followers and I have 10 and it's like no one else knows anything about rocket science so we'll just go with the guy that we know. Well, but... Although, uh, shout out UK fans for just... You're going to get really political here too, by the way, (laughs) with that one. UK fans just backing me up and getting on Twitter. I, I appreciate that. So shout out everyone that jumped on well, there. That's the thing. I, I kind of see it from, from both point of views. Like, I feel like you're correct. You are correct in your stance and that you deserve to have like more of Australian punters with your style need to have more of a shot in the NFL. But from his point of view too, he's about to be nominated for. Um, I know, did for- not at any stage say me. I did not at any stage say that I'm better than him. I said a simple. Oh, no, I, I agree, but I can see why he's someone's, not You should not kick it into someone's butt and act like that was just. There's nothing you could do about it. Like Sanchez, you didn't see Tom Brady or Peyton Manning going out and being like Sanchez. Oh, he had to run into that guy's butt. Like that was that was a great play. It was just it was the offensive line's fault. No one said that because they realized that they're athletes. Pat, don't give us the credit of being athletes. I will say the one thing that does support your case. I will be on your team for a minute. When he came back with the whatever, I'm sure the former punter from Kentucky will know, he said nothing about the point you made, which means you made the right point. Correct. He just didn't like it. Yeah, it I don't know what the right word for that is, but there's like an attacking the character. That's like an English high school literature something. But he didn't even attack the argument because he knew it wasn't right. He did at least come back and after the, he saw the clip was like, okay, he was good at Kentucky. Like he saw no, But that was a little damn good at Kentucky as in like never made it past that. So that was nice of him. That's all right. Um, Are you cooled down now? Yeah, we're good. Okay. We're good to go. All right. Fucking Adam Brenneman. Give me a break. <laughs> um, um, here's my other thing as well for everyone saying this, and this is kind of the boy, I think Roush, a few others, the typical uh, media outlets. One thing I'll go against, and I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts. We just need Chris or we just need Will to be themselves. We don't need anything more. I know Soup said it, all that. Incorrect. We need them to play the game of their lives when they when the when it's up for grabs and we're at the Grove against a great old Miss team that we're trying to be five and zero. They're trying to be five and zero. Yeah, I understand what they mean, but we don't need them to just be themselves. 
Chris, come out and have 250. Will, throw five touchdowns. Like, with no picks. You know, not being yourself, go and have a big day. Go and have a big day. The thing I'll say on that, and I don't, I know what they mean when they say that stuff, but like for Will this year, I think he would even agree if you asked him. He's been a bit turnover prone. If that's who he's been so far, then he doesn't need to be that on Saturday. Well, stay within yourself. Correct. But like you can still have a big, like that, I understand. And I know where they're coming from. I'm obviously yes. just being very lighthearted about it, but, but I would love them to have a great day. I would love them to be more than what we think that they're going to be. Well, I guess what's I guess what Stoops and them are thinking is if Chris plays how he normally does, he is going to have that kind of day. Correct. Because he is an absolute star. But what are they thinking? That Chris is just going to go, hey, I need to line up a quarterback today or chuck me out at wide receiver? I mean, look, if you watch the end of the Missouri-Auburn game last week, Missouri <laughs> running back tried to be out doing himself, threw the ball into the end zone for a loss. So Acted like he was playing botchy. Yeah, he was just tossing the ball around like it was a hot potato. What are we going to do when the first play of the game is out of the Wildcat? All right, so let's go real quick. First play of the game, if you had to put your money on it, what are we doing? I'm going hand off to Chris. I don't care. That's what it's going to be. I don't, I don't. I think there's all the double bluff and all that kind of – no, it's just hand off to Chris and we take what we get. I said it on Twitter space, yes, or maybe I said it on Sunday. Hand off straight to – yeah, on Sunday. Six, for six yards. Hand off to Chris straight up the gut for six yards, yes. And Stoops does the bring it on asshole that he did to James Franklin to Kiffin. Yes, that's who we've got in the backfield. Good luck this week. Uh, I, I like to think on the road, it, it's going to be a run too. I think if it was at home, maybe you toss in a play action, but I know Stoops kind of likes to settle things down. You don't want to put yourself down at the second and 10 early in the game, first possession, risk going three and out. So I'm, I'm with you guys. I think it'll be a run too. What I, what I would also look forward to if it was any other opponent, opponent, I don't think Ole Miss pays enough attention to their football or college football in general, but they are obviously selling out. I would have loved to see us play like a Tennessee, a Florida, or something like that, and seen the imagination of the signs made by the fans about the whole Chris thing. Because there would be some great ones at some of these colleges. I doubt there'll be many at Ole Miss just because they're kind of like, well, Dad paid for me to come into this game, so I'm going to go. Yeah. Um, but I would have loved to see some of the signs that they came up with, Chris. We love Chris, but it would have been funny. Yeah, especially like a college game day-like atmosphere with the stuff yeah. in the background. Yeah. Did you all see the uh, – I'll do an extra honorable mention, boy. I think it was college game day. Didn't let – or it's Fox, which everyone has Urban Meyer on the stage. Let no Urban Meyer jokes be shown in the background of the <laughs> set. That's – they literally – they like scanned the crowd and said, if you've got one, you're not allowed in here. Which is ridiculous. Ridiculous. If you hire him, that's your own Correct. fault. That's your employer as well. I Have a talk with the CEO and get that iron. I out. don't know how they can't find anyone else besides him that they think is even slightly credible. Hey, the best part is he's going to be a head coach at college football next year. I don't know where, maybe where they have corn. Somewhere he'll be back. <laughs> hey, I'm going to do a couple of our tweets. I'm not going to get to all of them because um, we're kind of trying to keep it short. Um, so let me just skip through. There was an Aaron Judge one. Like lots of them we've kind of covered already. Um, let's go with um all right, here's a pretty lighthearted one, just very quickly. If you were if you could be a superhero, which one would you be and why? Ooh. Real quick here. No, no two things. I'm I'm Batman. I like Batman a lot. Uh I like Mr. Incredible. Uh A Train from the Boys, maybe. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I okay. don't know who that is. You haven't right. seen the boys? No. Um, it's like one of the best. Boys to men. 
It's one of the best shows on TV. But I'll go Spider Man. I'll go Spider Man. Oh, Spider Man's oh, a good bad, pick. Good pick. Um, you like spraying your web? Yep, love it everywhere. Elijah Barnett, is that the new segment? Say your question. Well, I love Elijah, so I just want to give him a shout out. Yes, it is Elijah, and I hope you're having fun at your fourth job of the day. That man never sleeps; just works twenty four seven. So, hello, Elijah Barnett, and thank you for the question. Um, we're going to skip Randy longest name ever because he just keeps giving us these great questions, but. They're out of pocket. We're going to, I loved it. Uh, We'll get to it maybe on Sunday, I promise. We're just in a little bit of a rush here. Um, I'll give you one more. (laughs) Someone said Nick Rash is the absolute worst. Send that man to another state. Is that his wife's account? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, if we're Andy Epstein, if we're wearing white in Oxford to ruin the strikeout, is my custom shirt an acceptable white shirt? Yes, absolutely. Brent, quick point on this. Max and I were discussing this today. With Ole Miss doing the stripe out of, I think it's blue and red. I've seen a lot of Kentucky fans this week being like, um, we need to all be on the same page. Let's make sure we're matching an outfit. What should we wear? Given that we're blue and white, and given that they're going blue and red, I feel like there's only one choice. Green. Stand out. Green. The two-lane green wave. Yes. Green. You want to stand out. I said we could just go with a lack of clothes, but I don't know how that would be appreciated by the Oxford PD. True. True. Um, Also – Hold on. What is – what did everyone coordinate? Is it blue or white or what's – You're going to go with white, I think. They're trying to do white and just muck up the whole thing. Someone suggested that someone go into the stadium early and if they're handing out shirts, just steal all the shirts, which I thought was pretty funny. Also highly illegal, but pretty funny. Um, What do you think about uh, if Georgia sticks with burn the ships, this is burn the sip? Did you like that or you didn't like that? Uh, I did, but the last time we did it, it didn't work out well, so I tried not to put too much into it. He he's pretty like I gotta give it to Kiffin. Some of the stuff that he does is I kind of like it. Like he's I know he's forty or whatever, but like dripping the sip and all that kind of stuff. Like I don't mind it. Well, I thought it was funny too. We talked about it early how he's tweeting the articles. That I think that's definitely in response to all of us Kentucky fans and Kentucky personnel being like, oh, no one gives us respect. No one gives us respect. So Lane Kiffin, like obviously <laughs> before he plays Kentucky, he's like, oh, here you go. Here's yeah, all these great he can't, he can't wait to talk some shit after the game when they oh, beat us. Um, Is that foreshadowing your prediction? We talked, huh? I hope that's not no, foreshadowing. Not. I hope not. Um, we talked about Georgia being burned the ships. What are Georgia? The dogs. <laughs> the dogs. They are the big dogs of college football, but we've got the big dog of the coaching staff at the University of Kentucky. Vince Marrow, the greatest recruiter of all time, our favorite, our number one man, the big dog. Who are our Brent, you're under some serious pressure. We went two from three last week. Yours got absolutely smoked. I don't want to bring it up again, but you got embarrassed by 38 points. When the spread was 14, that in my math means you missed it by not only 24 points, but if we're going for a money line, that means you missed it by 39. So I want you to make a recovery. I want you to be part of the big three here. I don't need you off to the side ruining all of our bets. Do you have a big dog of the week? Remembering the big dog of the week is a 10 or more point underdog. Brent as well, when you give your big dog pick, can you also include the charity that you want this money donated to? (laughs) Okay. So I've done a lot of thought and research. Obviously, there are some intriguing games out there. Um, I'm going – 
Purdue at Minnesota. Wow. wow. Making the boils. What is it, 12 and a half? 12 and a half, yep. 10. It's down to 10 now. Ooh, it's wow. right on 10. I think wow. Minnesota, of course, row the boat. They get super excited about P.J. Fleck. Yeah. And, you know, and Purdue's always around the corner to run it for Big Ten teams. Uh, Iowa, Michigan's getting the, oh, that's where our top five teams go to die. When you put too much of a spotlight on something, it never works out. So I'm going to the other Big Ten game. I'm going to go Purdue 10 points uh, at Minnesota. Wow, the thing big, with big the, the thing with that too, Brent, I'll give you the only thing I'll push back on is Minnesota has been a very hostile place to play other than Bowling Green going there last year. It's been a really tough environment, but hopefully Purdue can pull it out. Max. Oh, so now you're hosting the show. Are you just going to throw to me? I will. You do your big dog. <laughs> I'm actually going back to Brent's well from last week. Cause I know you'd stay away from them this week because they just burned you. Mm-hmm. Boston College <laughs> beats Louisville this week. Wow. Yes. Boston College. Uh, so you're abandoning you're abandoning your midshipmen? Uh not they this got week. It done? Not this week. Nah. I'll go back to them later in the Boston year. Boston College, what are they? The Eagles? Yep. Uh yes, the Eagles. Home of Matt Ryan. Yeah, uh, home of Matt, home of Luke Keekley. Patrick Tolls. Uh, Patrick Tolls went there, not home, but they did yeah, kind of. Hey, Brent, have you going. got any advice for him going for a big dog against Louisville? It's not fun. It is not fun. <laughs> um, I honestly looked through the slate, and me and Miles talked about it. Is it count if I'd say there will not be one big dog? Like, not one. That's like I don't think a dollar on the price is right. That's that's no fun. Is it? Okay. I mean, I've got one. But, but it's, I not, just... it's not a great slate. Like, you're right. My week, it's it's been tough to pick one. I'll tell you, my one is New Mexico State, or whatever they are, New Mexico, might be the worst team in college football. Well, they are an absolute disgrace, but they're probably two, the second worst. That's two different teams. No, you can't I, take I New Mexico New, and New Mexico it's State. New Mexico State, right? Or, I don't know. It's your big dog. Yes, it's New is it Mexico the Aggies State. or the Lobos? The Aggies, the Aggies, <laughs> the Aggies. They're, they're state, right? That state, yeah. Yeah. They're terrible. They're the second worst team. Now, they're playing the worst team in all of college football. Florida International U Panthers, I believe they are. Yes, the Panthers, yeah. They got blown out 73-0 last week. They're going to be fired up. If they don't cut the whole program of coaching staff this week, if they lose to New Mexico State, then they may as well talk about burn the ships, burn that fucking (laughs) facility to the ground and start again and see if a phoenix rises from the ashes because they are the worst program I've ever seen. But I'm on FIU. They're minus 14. Anyone that's minus 14 against New Mexico State should be sent to Division 2. It could be Nebraska Kearney Lopers could be coming up to try and play this game. FIU is my big dog of the week. I'm going to make this quick because we have eight minutes left on the Zoom because we don't have the premium version. Um, <laughs> it's the one thing you don't yeah, have premium Adam, of. Yeah. Adam, Adam, <laughs> Adam Brenneman's got the premium version. <laughs> you do know that, like, FIU lost like half of their team before, like right before their first game or something like that. That's why. Yeah, but, but they've got to win in them somewhere, Brent. And this is the second oh. worst team in college football. And I'm not even making light of this. The, the recent circumstances, they should be fired up. Correct. Have some pride and yeah. go play for something bigger than yourself. Correct. If there's ever a week to be fucking motivated, <laughs> it's to beat New Mexico State. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of shit. I'm so looking forward to this Saturday. Um, it's going to be awesome. Again, it's one of those games where you just look forward to each year. They would have marked it in the calendar on the on the lead up to the season. Everyone would be excited. I think it's 
I mean, we talked about going win in the swamp and we said that it's going to be will or bust. It really wasn't. He played okay. It really wasn't really will or bust. It was kind of the defense that stood up for us. He's going to have a moment this year if he wants. I mean, everyone's saying number one pick. He's going to have a moment this year. This could be the moment for Will. Uh, I think it's going to be, you know, a lot put on him. I mean, he's got Chris back. A lot put on him and Chris. How, how can we go? Can we beat Oxford? I mean, can we beat Oxford? Can we beat Ole Miss in Oxford? What are our predictions for this game? Give me 30 seconds of what you expect to see and then a game score. Brett Wainscock. Uh, I think <laughs> – I think it's uh you know are there running backs back? Do we know that yet, Ole Miss? Unsure at this stage yeah, on Thursday. I'm not supposedly yeah. questionable. They're yeah. questionable. We got two of our stars on defense, obviously Jacquez Jones and Kedron Smith from Ole Miss. They're going to be fired up. Um, if they don't have their running backs, I think that's huge. Even if they do, Stoops has always been great at stopping the run. I don't think Jackson Dart is good whatsoever. I think they're going to struggle. They're going to. Uh, Kentucky's going to get a few turnovers, um, and I think the final score is Kentucky 31, Ole Miss 20. Wow. Wow. Miles? Okay. Uh, I'll stick with what I said on Twitter spaces Wednesday night. I think Chris has a huge first half. Uh, Will just kind of dinks and dunks and manages the game, and then second half, Will kind of shows up big, leads a late drive, 28-24 Kentucky. Uh, I'm – I'm trying to make myself this year be honest on these podcasts and say what I genuinely think. So this is not just going to be a where we go Kentucky every single week, but I genuinely think that they're going to win tomorrow. Uh, This is not a, you know, let's just get the fan base rolled up. Let's just be positive for no reason. I genuinely think we're going to win. I don't see how they're going to beat us um, unless it's like, 14, no, I don't want to jinx, but 14, 14 or 14, like just really low scoring and they have a lucky couple of things. I think if we score any more than 17 points, well, as in coming down to the last quarter, I understand you can't win. You can't lose if it's tied. We got off the bus tied. Correct. But I'm saying tied in late, something goes wrong. I think if we score more than 20 points, I think we win the game. I don't think they're going to score much on us. So if we can find a way to score... And, you know, the question mark's still out there. Can we run the ball? I think we will be able to run it better with Chris. But I genuinely think we're going to win this game. It really wouldn't shock me if we win pretty convincingly. Um, But knowing how hard it is to beat a a road opponent in the SEC, uh, some things are going to go their way. Um, Probably knowing our history, they score on the first drive of the game. So I'm going to go Kentucky wins 27-21. If we win convincingly... I truly believe we could even beat Georgia. And then the narrative post game would be, ah, Georgia just actually wasn't that good. We misjudged them all year. And that's what's coming if we beat them convincingly, but I'm here for it. As in Ole Miss is bad or Georgia's bad? Yes. No, Ole Miss is bad. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what every team but we then, beat is like, well, that team actually wasn't that good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But the, yeah. Like Florida just went to Tennessee and played them really, really well, but that gets no credit now because they lost us. So they're not very good. I agree. Well, no, it's Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee's the one that's getting all the hype now. That's yeah, all because they because they beat a bad, good, bad, good Florida team. It's because Florida was good in their rank, but they're not good because they lost to Kentucky. It's dumb. It's so dumb. But have we, dumb. have we got anything else? We're all going cats win, which is huge. So far, when we've gone cats win this season, we're four and zero. Two and zero when you predict a shutout, too. Correct. Which you didn't do. So Which you didn't do this. I didn't week. do the if shutout. If we lose, it's on you. It's on Max. It's entirely on you. And I hope Stoops blames you post game. Yeah. 
He's like, how could we win with the refs and Max not giving us a shutout prediction? Have we got anything else? I'm good. It was fun. Hey, we're looking forward to a little quiet night in Nashville before we head to Oxford tomorrow. To everyone, mate, wherever you're watching it, be nice and loud. Get the cats across the line because this could be one of the biggest wins in program history. Set us up for an absolutely unbelievable season. I think if we win this one, honestly, I don't see why we don't start the season 7-0 going into Tennessee, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, go cats and uh, enjoy us taking down the team with the worst helmets in college football. Yep. Thanks. 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 Thanks.